Your last name, Okugo, O-K-U-G-O. It's yeah. kind of funny because my daughters are big fans of the band OK Go. And actually, I've noticed that you use OK You Go as kind of a call to action for yeah. something that is absolutely associated with the personal brand called Amobi Okugo. And that is the Okugo Foundation. Or is it? do you pronounce it Okugo Foundation or is it the OK You Go Foundation? The OK You Go Foundation, a play on words. Tell us what that play on words actually describes and is all about. Yeah, thank you so much again for having me. Back to back weeks. I always wanted to do something with my last name. Akugo, you know, as Nigerian, uh, as a first generation Nigerian American, people would always, you know, kind of butcher it. And I, I was always saying, OK You Go, like, OK You Go as a way to spell it. People were like, wait, oh, oh, OK. And from there, I just always stuck with me. But then when I started my foundation, I realized, all right, let's make it okay you go. Because what we're about with our foundation is, you know, helping children from underserved communities with resources to be, uh, I don't want to say self-sufficient, but help them figure out pathways to better themselves in their communities. Obviously, we're passionate about soccer, so we do free clinics in the soccer space, passionate about financial literacy, so we do financial workshops, educational workshops on personal development, career development, life skills, different things like that. And then social programming to help, uh, how can I say, expand the horizon. Um, so we'll do field trips, you know, we'll have guest speakers come in, activations, different things like that to just change the narrative. And um, that's what we've been doing. It's been a long process, but this year we've really taken a step, a couple strides in how we make some impact and create value and that's what we're all about. I'm going to try to continue to do that. I'm fascinated by that because, one, good on you for starting a foundation. But I got to be a little mercenary and say good on you from a personal branding perspective for having that as something that actually, um, I, I don't want it to sound too mercenary, but it actually supports the whole A Frugal Athlete platform that you're creating as well. Because... It's always nice to have that, hey, I can help you, but you can help me by the way that I'm giving back to the community and the things I'm doing there. So it's, it's not either or, they're mutually supporting and wonderfully complementary to each other. Did you set out with that in mind or was it more of a, I want a foundation just because I want to give back? What was your thinking when it came to starting the OK You Go Foundation? So that's a great question and point. I think initially for me, full transparency, I just wanted to create a foundation to do more than what we had to do as a professional athletes in our communities. We would do like appearances and, you know, activations within the community as community ambassadors from a foundation standpoint. But it was like we come in and then leave. So there was never like an uh, ongoing relationship. So I wanted to do something um, through my own foundation where I could do it how I wanted um, and create impact the way I wanted. It's just funny how God works, the fact that everything's kind of intertwined with what I'm doing with the Frugal Athlete, personal brand, and the foundation, where it's not like, all right, I'm doing this thing here, I'm doing this thing there, I'm doing this thing here. It's like everything is combined and meshed together to make it like a strong, formidable brand, as you say. And I actually have you to think in terms of, you know, helping us with our kind of like our, our our wording, our mission, because initially um, the way I had it worded, if you remember when you were on my podcast, 
it was kind of all over the place in terms of us trying to do everything from a foundation standpoint. But now that we understand, all right, this is how we create impact. This is how we do it in the community. This is who we serve. This is how we go about it. We've seen a lot of growth from the numbers that we've been able to reach and the support that we've been able to get. So as you say, when it comes to branding, it's really important to have a united front across all the different things you do, but also have a direction of how you are specifying what you do and your purpose. Oh man, I'm so glad to hear that because I always say about branding, what having a brand does for you is it gives you the most powerful word in the world as a tool you can use every single day. And that word is no. No, I'm not going to do that. No, this is certainly a shiny object, but it's off brand for me. You know, mm-hmm. the the question, is it on brand or off brand, becomes this objective measure, not a subjective judgment that allows you to focus your efforts. Because let's face it, none of us have unlimited energy, time, bandwidth, dollars, uh, you know, emotional support for everything. So you've got to be able to say no. And you can do that when you know exactly who you are, what you do, and how you do it. Now, when you describe some of the programs of the OKU Go Foundation, you mentioned you do soccer clinics. Oh, I wonder where that comes from. Of course, it comes from <laughs> you. And then you mentioned yeah. financial literacy. I'm like, wonder where that came from. That, again, comes straight from you. So what you didn't say was, uh, uh, you know, we, we teach kids, we do theater productions, or yeah. we have a dance studio, or we fix cars. You know, none of those things matter to you. Now, if you were a pro athlete, for example, a pro athlete, you know, I, I guess I would consider something like NASCAR to be athletic. If you were a, a NASCAR driver and you had a foundation that taught kids how to work on cars, I go, makes total sense to me, totally brand aligned. Mm-hmm. You aren't teaching people how to ski jump. You're teaching them soccer, which is something that you know in depth and is actually a part of who you are as an individual. That's what I talk about when, and what any brand strategist talks about when they say you need to be aligned. Soccer, soccer clinics, 100% alignment. Financial Mm -hmm. services, financial literacy, 100% alignment. If all of a sudden someone says, you know what? We need to buy a boat. No, we don't. That is totally (laughs) off brand. Now, you could say we might do a team building exercise around water, but sitting there drinking uh, alcohol probably is not the thing we do. We might go kayaking because we're that type of organization. You know, it's that, that shade of difference that makes all the difference. And that's what you can do when you have a brand. And clearly you've thought pretty darn deeply about that. And I am so glad that 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 focus is yielding the kind of results that you want for yourself, for your company and for your foundation. No, thank you so much. And, you know, like I said earlier, our conversation helped as well, you know, you know, and it's, it's important because what you may think your brand is, obviously you have final say, but it's important to see your brand is half of what you think yourself, but how other people perceive you. And it's a combination of between the two. And then, you you know, create the alignment, you create the purpose, you create the direction and the mission and how you go about it. So, yeah, it's not something that we had right off the bat, but something that we've been able to build and cultivate. And now that we have it, like you said, once you have it rock solid, the benefits and everything else will just start to 
start the count. I'm just nodding my head off my neck here because <laughs> it's it's so true. I always like people to understand that having a brand, one, it does allow you to say no, but it also gives you that foundation from which to grow in a way that is completely true and completely you. Mm-hmm. I like to come up with these little bumper sticker sayings so that people actually remember what I'm talking about when I actually talk about such things. And your brand clearly has that alignment and it clearly is based on who you are as a person, who you are as an athlete, who you are as a, an entrepreneur. And it's going to aid you as you move forward in a wonderful, wonderful way. What kind of stuff do you have coming up on the horizon for both a frugal athlete and the okay you go foundation no i appreciate you asking so with the frugal athlete we're trying to build out a whole plethora of you know curriculums and courses that you know athletes can use um and not just athletes people that want to learn about financial literacy through a different way you know athletes are natural trendsetters so our our idea initially was if athletes could start talking about money from a frugal or efficient way you know the, the people that follow them the, the young people that want to be them we'll start thinking about financial literacy in a different way as well. So we have, you know, we want to build out almost like a curriculum of sorts where you could take how to be a frugal athlete. And we have a whole modules, lesson plans, different things where you could pick it a la carta or just one-off courses and then kind of go from there. Um, hopefully that would be one, one big driver of revenue. And then the others just continue to content, grow partners, sponsors, different things like that. From the OK You Go Foundation perspective, that's what I'm most excited about. I have roots down in Sacramento now, so to be able to partner with some of the local community centers and school districts and offer them uh, different services across soccer and the educational workshops. We've already locked in a couple of partners, but we're looking to do it with uh, more and actually build out a program. Right now, I figured I would tell you, we're, we're trying to develop a compound interest program uh, where it will cover health and wellness through soccer and education uh, in the form of financial literacy and hopefully implement those with the communities and programs and schools that we are partnered with. Oh man, you can do that now because you've literally defined pretty darn clearly who you are, what you do and how you do it in a way that other people can see you demonstrating via your podcast, via your activity in the community, via your professional activity as well. Again, it's that alignment thing. Everyone knows what to expect because you are, one, communicating it, or as I like to say, you're you're projecting it out into the universe, if you will, but you're also protecting it, keeping it true to what it is, and staying on task by being aligned with who you are, what you do, and how you do it in every step of everything that you're doing. So... I applaud you for doing that. Do you see a lot of athletes that are actually prepared for the inevitable day where they're no longer a player? Even the ones that are most prepared aren't really prepared. It's It still hits you. I think right now you're starting to see a, a new wave of athletes that are thinking about it. Obviously, it's still an adjustment from just like an identity standpoint, a routine standpoint. Athletes are so used to routines. You got to build your routine once you're done playing. But I think you will start seeing those ESPN statistics that we talked about last week start to you know change uh, from a number perspective. I think athletes are starting to see 
the benefits of starting now while they're playing rather than waiting till they're done and trying to, you know, pick their feet up again. But you can't, you as prepared as you, you can, you're never going to be fully prepared. Yeah, I, I have no doubt. But one of the things that I really like about the financial literacy stuff you're doing is that you're giving an opportunity to plant seeds in kids early who may have absolutely zero exposure to anything to do with finances beyond dollar bills and change they find in the sofa or, or, or on the street someplace. Because I remember as a kid, money was this abstract thing that I, I, I knew I needed, but I didn't know how to get it. And, you know, mom and dad took care of everything until my mom marched us on down to the bank and opened up savings accounts for all of us four kids and said, okay, here's your bank book. And, well, what's a bank book? This tells you how much money they have in the bank for you. This is my money? Yes, it is. Can I get it now? No, you cannot. But this, all of a sudden, just having that bank book was like, for me, and of course, I'm an old guy, so bank books actually existed. That made money real, even though that money was never in my hands. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden wheels slowly started turning so that when I got my first job in high school or even younger than high school, I think it was in junior high when I got kind of a paper route type job or something like that. All of a sudden it's like, I can't spend all this. I need to put some of this away. Why? Uh, rainy day? Uh, I don't yeah. know, but I just know that part of what you do when you get money coming in is you put some of it away. That has to be taught. I think the kids that are going to become the next generation of athletes are the ones you're talking about which is they've seen the cautionary tales out there of the 30 by 30 uh films the broke films where it's talking about athletes that just it's gone but then they've also seen the huge success stories too so huh maybe i want to be the huge success story and not the person who goes broke how can i do that so i think it's programs like yours that are going to be planting those seeds so Good on you, Omobi, for uh, doing that. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you. Well, we're getting close to the end of this episode, but before we go, I do want to let people know how they can contact you or get involved or see what you're doing. Obviously, you've got a frugalathlete.com is your website for your no. business, and then the okugofoundation.org is the website for the OKUGO Foundation, and it's spelled exactly as you think it would be okugo foundation.org definitely check those things out but you've also got a podcast oh yeah thank you so much so a frugal athlete podcast network it's an audio channel a podcast where we interview athletes and stakeholders that help athletes with their money in any way shape or form it could be a brand manager social media manager financial advisor lawyer we interview all different aspects as it relates to athletes and money management speak to them about, you know, kind of top insights, you know, experiences, different things around athletes as it relates to money management and money. And that's essentially it. And yeah, so um, our okugofoundation.org website is still under construction, but you can check it out and see some things, how to support if you want to get involved. And uh, frugalathlete.com for all things of frugal athlete. I have my personal website, amobiokugo.com. And that's essentially it. One of the things that Mary Poppins taught us all is that a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. 
Well, in this case, the medicine is financial awareness, financial education, stuff like that. For some people, the sugar might be that you're talking with athletes, you're talking with sports agents, you're talking with financial advisors who deal with athletes whose names you may have heard of. That all of a sudden makes it a whole lot more interesting than talking to someone about 401ks and exchange-traded funds. It's sports with a little bit of finance. That sounds interesting. So that's where I would advise anyone who has someone in their life who is a sports junkie who might need a little bit of finance, uh, financial kick in the pants, if you will. Check that out. A Frugal Athlete Podcast, which I think is available just about any place you can get podcasts for free, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, we had you on. We have a bunch of wonderful guests, experts that speak about their experiences and how athletes can think differently about money. Yeah, well, everybody should think differently about money. because <laughs> That's true. We've got some stuff going on right now with cryptocurrency and NFTs and stuff like that. Do you guys touch on that at all? I mean, because those, to me, those crypto, I think is going to be around for a long, long time. NFTs, I'm not sure. Non-fungible tokens. I'm not sure that I want to know, own anything that goes away if the power goes out. <laughs> yeah, we definitely touch on all that and more. Uh, we try to give uh, an unbiased perspective on all these different topics. No way, shape or form are we giving financial advice. Um, but we are highlighting how other people see it from their perspective, whether it's an athlete, whether it's a financial advisor, whether it's an agent, whether it's a brand manager, whether it's a crypto expert or guru. We get insight. We highlight their stories on our on our platform. And we also give insight. So, for example, we did something where 10 athletes that are in Bitcoin right now or 10 athletes that have been paid in Bitcoin. So you're hearing about it. You're getting their perspective. But and not we're not telling you you got to invest in Dogecoin, you got to invest in Shibu. We're not we're not saying that, but we're going to give you information for you to make a better financial decision for your own personal financial playbook. Well, you've been a very good steward of your financial responsibility by constantly underlining the fact that you're not a certified financial planner or anything like that. And I think that's important for people who are building a personal brand to understand. There are bright, shining lines you cannot cross. You know, mm -hmm. you can be a, a, a coach, a financial coach and stuff like that, but I'm not a certified financial planner, mm -hmm. you know, because you can never say that too much. Because yeah, when you're talking about something like cryptocurrency and uh, people hear what they want to hear. So <laughs> if I can give anybody advice, especially in those areas, I guess the... the the kind of landmine areas where I want people to be very, very clear about it are medical things, anything to do with medicine, anything to do with health, anything to do with finances, anything that has health applied to it, like financial health, your personal health, your athletic health. If it's got health associated with it, be very, very careful and very, very transparent and open about your certifications or lack thereof. You know, again, what you're doing does not stop you from doing what you're doing, but it does stop you from doing what you shouldn't be doing. Yeah. And I'm recommending specific stocks or et cetera, et cetera. I'll take this one from, you know, someone that's very smart in the space. You can project your brand and you can protect your brand. Someone from the 
someone named by the name of DP. Oh uh, my God. I am yeah. so glad that you paid attention to that because brands need to be protected. And, yeah, and sure. again, everybody on this podcast who listens to it knows that I've worked on uh, at ad agencies that worked for companies like Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola has been making sweet brown bubbly water since 1886. And it's one of the biggest brands in the world. Mm -hmm. And it's a commodity. It's a cola drink, you know, or it's a soft drink. It's a series of soft drinks. No, it's not. It's a brand that has such loyal fans that they will redo their entire basement media room as a Coca-Cola room. So they go down there and then they watch their favorite sports teams on the big screen TV. You know, that happens because brands are powerful. Anyone who follows a sports team and only one sports team knows the power of branding. I'm here in Wisconsin. The biggest brands here are the Green Bay Packers, the Wisconsin Badgers, Big Ten football, and basketball, and the Milwaukee Brewers. And I hate to say it, but the Brewers are kind of the the weak uh, sibling compared to the Packers. I mean, talk about a brand. The The funny thing for me, whenever the new recruits are coming out, the ones that get chosen at the draft by Green Bay, none of them are upset to be going to this small little town, relatively small town, up in Brown County, Wisconsin, because they're going to one of the founding brands of the NFL. To be able to say that you spent your career playing on the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field, that means something because those are brands. That's the power of brand, my friend. When you get a kid from Southern California going, yay, I'm going to Green Bay, Wisconsin. (laughs) You know you've got a brand. That's true. Yeah. Well, what's up for you with your career? Are you uh, kind of in the final act of it, or is it going strong? Yeah. So for me, I'm I'm thinking about uh, hanging them up, but we haven't decided that yet. Gonna you know sit down with my family to talk about it. I've been away since I was 13. You know, playing soccer at a high level. Went pro when I was 18, and it's 12 plus years in the game, over 200 games across all competitions. So maybe. Maybe uh, take a MJ gap year. Maybe continue playing this year. Um, there's still time to decide, or just retire and move on to the business ventures that I'm very passionate about. Fortunately for me, I've you know positioned myself in a unique way to take advantage of some opportunities. But I think you'll 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 get an announcement in the in the very near future. Well, you've positioned yourself in a unique way because you've positioned yourself to be yourself. There's only one. Amobi Akugo. You are not a poor imitation of somebody else. You are the perfect representation of yourself. And that's exactly what a personal brand should be. So good on you. I think you're doing a great job. I'm really excited to see you as you move forward in your life to entirely new challenges. But I will tell you, you have laid a foundation or I'm, 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 I'm going to call it a launch pad. You have a rocket on a launch pad ready to fire because you've identified who you are, what you do and how you do it very, very clearly. You're communicating that now very, very clearly. And you've got very clear possibilities in your, let's call it wide open niche that you've chosen to occupy in the space. And that is what I think of as a hundred percent opportunity. So congratulations, Amobi. Uh, thank you so much. 
That's it for this week on the Nonfiction Brand Podcast. I want to thank my guest, Amobi Kugo for coming on. What a great conversation. I And again, I would love for people to like, subscribe, refer, and review this podcast wherever you get it for free because that really does help other people find it. Until next week, I'm DP Knutin, and he is... Amobi Kugo, a.k.a. a frugal athlete. And I'll be talking at you all again next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>